Hello, everybody. This is Andy Lopez, and you're listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. Um, so um, lean back, enjoy the ride, and let's see if I, if I manage to do it right this time, okay? Take care now. No sound. Huh? Oh, yeah, I know I did wrong. Okay, guys, I should start it off the wrong way. I have to share. I have to go up here and share computer sound. I wish it would just be default, you know? Why can't I make that a default when I just turn it on? It's already on share computer sound. See, now, so now I screwed up already. Can I start over again? <laughs> okay, fine. On your garden, he will answer true. Control your best compass, company to hear your soil and make you laugh too. So don't panic. Oh, it's organic. No chemicals to make the earth sick. Oh, don't panic. That nature intended it. Oh, this is the start of the vegetable garden. Last year I came here and we built these raised beds. And now we're in the process of putting uh, stuff in it. You know, different things have to go in it. So if you come over here, I'll show you, take a closer look at the, at the raised bed, and I'll tell you what we put in it so far. Okay, so here we have a raised bed. Now, the raised, this wood here is untreated wood. What we, what, I, what we did with it initially was, actually, we treated with the citrus, and I have the citrus here. I can show you what. This is the, this is the citrus that you want to treat your raised bed with. The citrus... It's just a basic, it's a pure, clean citrus product, doesn't have petroleum distillates in it. And, and the way you treat the wood is you, you basically paint it on. After a while, it comes, it's, it's just like this. It's, it weathers, and you don't really see any, you don't see this. But I'm just showing it to you now because this soaks right into the wood, see? And it protects the wood from uh, carpenter ants, termites. And it makes the wood last forever, and that'll eventually dry. This will dry, and it'll be just like the rest of it is, because this was done a couple, about almost two years ago, we made to put the raised bed together. So that's one thing you do with a raised bed, never use treat, pressure-treated wood. Then the other thing we did was, underneath here, we have a, a wire mesh for gophers. We have two wires. We overlaid them, quarter-inch uh, wire, chicken wire, quarter-inch thicker wire, overlaid on top of each other. That was laid down here for gophers, so gophers don't come up in here. And the bed is also, and on you, uh, uh, not your normal bed, because if you look, you see it's twice as big. This is the normal size of a bed right here, this little, this little section here. But we made it twice as big. And uh, this was made for a guy just like me, a tall guy, so he can reach into the center. If there's, you know, you were a short person, you would have to dive in to, to get to the front. So normally the bed could be made a little shorter. So uh, this bed is a little bit bigger because, you know, it's like I can reach, I can reach into the center, but most people, they can, can't. <laughs> so the bed's made a little shorter, not so big. 
uh, maybe half the size here for an average person. But this is really a very nice bed. We use it all the time. Right now it's in the process of uh, taking a little rest. We re rotate the soil. Uh, we have all kinds of uh, compost we add to in here. We add uh, a variety of a couple of different types of rock dust to it. Uh, we have uh, we don't have to have perlite or vermiculite, but what we do is we add potting soil, organic potting soil to it, because it's basically a one big container. And you, if you look over there, you see there's a drip system that's hooked into it. It runs right underneath here. It'll water this. Actually, it's a soaker system. It waters below ground. And this is just starting. This bed here will be will make it so it comes almost to the top. So this stuff here is just it's just cooking now because we, we put the final, bottom layer down and then the top layer we're going to add some more uh, not so rich compost because you don't want the bed to be so rich you can't plant anything and it'll burn it. But it will it'll be a mixture of potting soil. I like to add like a savia mix which is a really nice uh, uh, acid. You want this to be a slightly acid mixture. So if you add too much compost it ends up being too alkaline. And you, you want it to come up to about here. We're, we're going to do that in one of our next shows. And then the, the top layer, this top layer will be some type of mulch. I like to use this alien mix, which is a really nice, clean uh, acid for acid plants. We put that on top as the last mulch. And then we go, we go back and we plant. There's two beds here, and you do at least two beds because you want to have one bed resting while one bed growing. This person here decides he wants to have them both growing at the same time, so that means they both have to rest at the same time. But if you rotate it, because and I keep telling him he's just lazy because he has so much to do here. He <coughs> But normally what you do is in that bit over there, I would grow peanuts. I would grow sunflowers. Anything else, see, and let that grow that way. It's like a green manure. And then I would use my garden here. And then what I would do is rotate. I would grow the peanuts over here. Next, essentially, you have to take everything out, or you roll the tilly, or you turn it back into the ground over there. Let it decompose so that it's green manure. All the green food goes back in it. What, it takes about two or three months for that to happen. In the interim, you're using stuff here. And then when you're ready, you can switch. I have to admit it's a lot of work. If I was to do both of these, I have them going all the time. And with these raised beds, you do is practice what's called soil rotation. But one of the things as I get older, uh, I'm getting t I, I, I don't like to do any more work than I have to. So instead of doing soil rotation or even crop rotation, you, if you have the several different beds, crop rotation is good. Basically, crop rotation, crop rotation means that Instead of growing tomatoes in the same box every year after year, you grow tomatoes over there, you come back over here, and then grow tomatoes over here, you go back and forth with tomatoes in a different bed. Okay, and the same thing, instead of growing corn in the same box year after year after year, you grow corn over there, you grow corn over here, you go back and forth. Uh, after a while, you are going to eventually, and you always have to continue that, if you do it that way, you have to continue to add compost and mulch to this thing because everything gets used up. If you don't, then you have, to, you have to take a break, you have to take everything out, redo it again. It lasts a few years because the soil food disappears. As I get older, I've developed some interesting ways of doing this. One of the things you do is you, you, plant, you bury worms, earthworms. You do a lot of earthworms here. Then you don't have to rotate the soil. The earthworms, which says multiply, will grow. And that's when the process we're doing here, we're going to be installing some earthworms. They're called African red, red wigglers. Just buy 100 worms, and they will just multiply like crazy. Just have to make sure they've got plenty of drainage, since you're not using any chemicals. One of the things we add to this is coffee grinds. Lots of coffee grinds is going to be added to it. Coffee grinds is your, is your easiest way to control slugs and snails. Just coffee, simple coffee grinds. And so we're going to 
Uh, next few months, you're going to see me coming back here. We're going to be getting this garden uh, in shape, and it'll be producing. We're going to videotape all the way through it from end, beginning to end. And this is a continuing process because this is something you want to do all the time. Uh, you know, the person here basically he he has kind of screwed up a little bit. He went and bought a packet of uh, lettuce seeds. And he dumped the whole thing, and all of a sudden he had all these lettuce growing at the same time, and that's not what you want to do. We're going to show you those things. Normally you do about 10 lettuces every two weeks. You know, you start every two weeks. Now we have continuing source. So we're going to work on this during the next few months. And then let's go take a look at the rest of the garden. Uh, and, and before we do that, uh, uh, then we're going to go and do my mad scientist segment. We're going to mix something together. And I'm going to show you how to mix my, my three favorite things together. We're going to be mixing the uh, orange TKO citrus with this uh, hot chili sesame oil. And then uh, this is a natural soap. I can't really show you the label. We should have had it covered. So I'm just going to show you the back of it. <laughs> or maybe like this. See, <laughs> it's a natural soap, okay? We're going to mix these three. See, any kind of natural soap will work. Any type of natural citrus product will work. And of course, any type of natural hot. Oh. Any type of natural hot Uh, by the way, I forgot to tell you that you can call in and talk to me on the show. That's what it's about. I started to do some taping here. And you know, I've done thousands of these videos, and I'm going to play them. I think it's a good way for me to uh, explain to you what's going on and you know, show you what's, what I'm doing. But what it's really all about is talking to you. So there's a, a number, which is 888-627-6008. That's the number you can use to talk to me. Also, otherwise, you could use Skype, too, I believe. I'm not sure, because we're not actually using Skype. We're using Zoom, so that probably wouldn't work. So um, <laughs> if you gave me the Skype number, which is not, I don't think it would work. Maybe it, it can channel it in that way, but I, I don't know. So it's the 888-627-6008 if you want to talk to me. This is my business card. figured out how to quite do this yet because ideally what I should do is I should be able to talk and somehow lower the volume down 
but uh, when I do that, Essence is also lowering the volume of my mic and everything, so I haven't got it down yet. So when I tape it, it's why I want to, sh I should try to figure out a way to talk over the music or have the music lowered down, you know, when I do it. But basically, if you folks that are listening to the show, you're not going to see the, the, the graphics, and the graphics are part of it, you know, like this one says, I'm a natural arborist, and I can keep your trees healthy. That whole thing, you can't tell it's there unless I read it out to you. So hopefully you're eventually going to come on board and watch the video version of it. But I just thought I would tell you guys that, that in the future I'm going to figure out a way when I, when I tape the shows and do the editing to it to put my uh, voiceovers on it. It's just going to get better. Watch. It says I'm an organic consultant. Says I do house calls, which I do. says we do soil restoration we bring the soils back to life and uh, we do soil testing we do a wide variety of uh, lab work from the, the basic biology <laughs> I mean, just, hang on a second there it is it's got basic biology package essential biology package I do the advanced biology package Mycorrhizal condensation, soil chemistry, uh, compost and solid amendment. We'll, we'll test your compost out. Uh, we also do plant available nutrition, nutrition in the soil. And then we do this various different things for diseases. So we can tell what different types of diseases are in your soil. We do what's called remineralization. So I, I provide minerals from various different rock dust sources. And of course, I, I practice permaculture and biodynamic. I tell people the best of both and my own blended in together. means that whenever I'm out on the job, uh, you, you can see what I'm doing live by either going by going to my website, clicking on the live cam button, or on the uh, on your on your browser or on your phone. And I've written over.
over 20 books. The latest one is called Don't Panic, It's Organic. It's available through Amazon. Buy it through my website, but I, I'd rather you go to Amazon. But if you come to my website, there's a link that'll take you back to Amazon if you want to go back there. Or, of course, you can buy it from my website if you want to. But it, I, I like I prefer it if you buy it from Amazon because it will help out to tell Amazon people are lying the book and then they'll promote it too. And of course, follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, invisiblegardener.com on the bottom of the homepage has them all up there. And of course, check me out on YouTube. I'm sure you're probably watching it this way on YouTube. There must be other places I posted, but YouTube is my main channel. I uh, should get to it through my website. At the very bottom, we'll say YouTube. And members get to call me on the organic hotline. But right by the way, at the moment, membership is free. Normally, there's a, it's $20 for a lifetime membership or 55 if you get the printed version of my book. Uh, I've always had a book out, so members will always get the book. The members, uh, current membership gets you the latest book, uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic. It's a $20 book, and then you pay for shipping and then the $20 for a membership. But right now, it's free. The membership is free. You don't get the $20 book. You get the membership. But you do get the PDF version of, the, of that book and my other 20 books. Sorry about that. It looks like I got a little piece that I didn't get to cut out there. The Bullard Gardener, he comes to you. Questions on your garden, he will answer true. By the way, by the way, the singing, uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, is done by my friend Jeff Garaboy. I had him do it for me. I think it was 84 or 85. Dear your soil, let make you laugh too. So don't panic. So this is one of the sources. This is one of the rock dust that we're going to be using. Uh, rock dust is different from different sources around the world because of, you know the structure of the earth and so forth and what the, what it went to make. Like uh, if you have a volcanic activity, it's different than than uh, 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 underground uh, thermal. This particular one was underground thermal. It happens to be right next door to a hot mud bath place. The heat. Heat joins things together, breaks down the minerals, and makes it very, very minerally rich. We also want it to be a very fine, actually a mixture. 
this particular one here has a mixture of very fine powder. At the same time, it has little chunks of rocks. These little chunks of rocks would take a long time to break down. It's the fine powder that we want. We want it fine because we want the, the bacteria to eat the minerals. Remember, we feed the bacteria first. And plants, are, number one cause of problems with diseases and pests in plants is a mineral deficiency. They're not getting the minerals that they need. Oddly enough, the same thing with humans. You know, you're not getting the minerals your body needs. So that's why we incorporate rock dust. You have to be careful with using rock dust. Like I said before, this is a neutral pH. Most rock dust have a very high pH of 8. I mean, you have to use very little rock dust to get what you need. Also, uh, you have to be, uh, you know, you have to learn how to use it. Uh, some, you, remember, it's trace minerals. You don't want to have too much because then it becomes toxic. Hmm, this is nice. Okay. So here we have earthworm castings. As I told you before, this is the poo-poo of, of the earthworms. Not just any type of earthworms either. Usually it's uh, red wigglers or night crawlers. That means that they produce a lot of manure. Uh, I don't know if you remember me telling you about the, there's two types of animal manure that's the best on the market for making compost. The smallest, which is the earthworms, and the, the biggest, which is elephant. They're both very minerally rich. Uh, earthworm casting is a pH of 5.5, maybe 5, very acidic. You always want to bring the pH down. You want to keep the pH in a certain range. Uh, this also makes an excellent tea to use because of the minerals. You make a compost tea out of it. So we're going to be adding earthworm castings. Let me tell you one thick secret about earthworm castings. Do not buy earthworm casting if it's heat treated. This particular earthworm casting company does not heat treat it. And the, and the reason why you want it non-heat treated is because it will have earthworm's eggs in it. So that's an added benefit of making this mixture, putting it in the ground. You will eventually get earthworms come out of it if it wasn't heated. If it was heated, then of course the eggs would have died. And it's still a good product, but I liked it better when, it, when it's alive and has the earthworms' eggs in it. Ooh, this is nice. Maybe I'll eat that. Okay? Bees like the coffee grinds. Esto es café. Coffee grinds. Uh, one of the best things, one of the reasons why we add coffee grinds to it is because this is a very acidic product. Again, you want to get the pH to be a certain level. So anything acid that you add to the earth is really very good, generally speaking. It also depends on where you live in the country, okay? So here in Southern California, so it's very alkaline. You know, we always are struggling to get the pH down. You may live in a part of the country where the soil is very acid. You don't want it to any, any, be any more acid. Uh, and one of the things about coffee is that uh, it has, the, uh, uh, of course, the uh, caffeine in it, and it's, it's a natural snail control, natural slug control. They do not like the coffee, if you think about it. So we're going to be adding coffee grinds, and this is used. Once you use the coffee, save the coffee grinds, and this is going to become one of, part of our mixture. You always want to be adding coffee grinds on a regular basis, whether you mix it together or whether you add it directly to the soil. If you add it directly to the soil, you want to turn it over and blend it in. Okay? So this would be coffee, café. Another thing we're going to be adding, and remember I told you, this is actually making our own fertilizer. Very different than making compost, okay? So, you know the difference between what compost is and what fertilizer is. Compost is a soil amendment. 
with a bacteria that the fertilizer is a food, for, you know, fertilizer, fertilization. You want to feed the plants. So this particular product here is made from soybeans. It's a very, very high nitrogen product because you want to have nitrogen. This is probably one of the highest sources of natural source of nitrogen on the market. Remember, organics are not usually very high in the fertilizers. Or the way organic system works is a little bit on a regular basis. Another thing about this is you all the really have some really good bacteria in it, which you want to constantly be feeding bacteria. So it's a, a great product to have. You have nitrogen and the bacteria right there. So all you have to do is bring it anywhere near the rock dust, see? And you'll find that there'll be a big reaction because the bacteria and the nitrogen here will just eat up the rock dust, eat up the minerals, will eat up the coffee grinds, will eat up anything we mix together. So we're going to be mixing this together with the rest of these to provide the nitrogen that it needs. Because this is actually a 13-2-2, so it actually has some other things in it. Remember, this is just one source. There are many different other things you could use to get the nitrogen form. I used to use blood meal, so maybe one of our shows we do next, we'll do something with blood meal in it or bone meal. There are lots of other sources of nitrogen. So this is particularly made from soybeans. Okay? That's, that's it right there. Well, so we added the soybean powder. Now this particular one, it's the same thing as the soybean, but it's in a pelletized form. Uh, so it's, it has a nitrogen, but more time release. You also want to put food in there that's released slowly over a period of time. That's why it's in a pelletized form. It also has endo and ectomycorrhiza, because we want to be adding the natural bacteria back into the soil. And this particular product uh, has endo-ectomycorrhiza right over other bacteria, because you just don't want one form of bacteria. You want a wide variety of bacteria available. And this is time-release, made from soybeans. There are lots of different soy products on the market. There's also corn-based products that are on the mar market uh, that are, that are time-release. So this particular one is, is made from soy, but you can use almost any other time-release organic uh, fertilizer that's available to you. You just have to look at the ingredients and make sure it doesn't have any, any other chemicals in it. It should be a natural product. Okay, so you want to read the ingredients. You, you want it to be a source of nitrogen. That's what this particular thing is. You want to have a natural source of nitrogen so that the bacteria have the food to eat because that's, that's what the bacteria does. We feed the bacteria with the nitrogen. Okay? So that's, that's this stuff. It's made from soybean. So now I'm going to add one of the final ingredients to it. This particular one is already blended in. It's a 13, 13, 13. It's one of the many products that I make. Uh, in it, you'll find uh, seaweed, because you want to have anything from the ocean is rich in minerals. Uh, also, anything from the earth. So we, this has a wide variety of mine products. You know, there's sulfur that comes out of the earth. There's a lot of mining operations. So like the rock dust. This is almost a form of rock dust included in here. It has the endo mycorrhiza. You want it to have a, a good organic fertilizer in here. So the, it doesn't make any difference what you add to this particular one. Find what's available in your local store. Go to, go to a nursery and tell them I would like to have a good organic fertilizer. Read the ingredients. Don't want it with sewer sludge. You don't want to have other chemicals in it. If it says urea, you need to look and see what the source of urea is because it's a natural source and a chemical source and they keep trying to sell you the chemical source. You don't want urea in there. So it's just become a little bit of a scientist and figure out what organic fertilizer. If you can't get it nearby, you can go online and look for organic fertilizers. There are many, many good companies now that provide really good, clean organic fertilizers. No reason whatsoever to add any chemical fertilizer to this mixture whatsoever. So this is like a 13, 13, 13. 
Anything we add to this, you know, when we mix it together, it will really become a really good fertilizer because we can technically use this by itself as a fertilizer, and that's what you do to it. You know, you give it a little bit on a regular basis once you have this mixture. But this is a much more complete blend that you can give to your plants. You can juice it on the house plants. You can do it for the tomato plants. You can do it for anything. This can be modified a little bit depending upon what you're growing. If you're growing roses, you want it to bloom more, you may want it to have more potassium in it. Doing fruit trees. That's why this is 13, 13, 13, which is general use. There's another product that I use is a 439.10, which is more phosphorus, makes it bloom more. So uh, what you put in here, you want to think a little bit about where is it going, what plants are you feeding it for, and this is what you modify a little bit. Okay, so this would be your your fertil organic fertilizer that we're going to be adding to this mixture. Welcome back to Impact, your INR community. I'm Deborah Mills. Andy Lopez, the invisible gardener, goes to work with vinegar, a bag of flour, garlic, cloves, peppermint soap, and a bottle of Tabasco sauce. He may sound like a Cajun chef, but actually, he's one of the world's most respected organic gardeners. Welcome back to the program. Hi. Funny you should mention all that stuff. Guess what I brought? Did you bring me some garlic and some flour? Yeah, and stuff? All, the, all those things you mentioned. I didn't know you were going to say that. You didn't. You read my mind. Well, What's look, in well, that bag? Well, let me bring you some stuff out. Let's just grab something out here. Okay. See, look, that's sesame. This is uh, sesame oil, sesame seed oil. Mm hmm. Sesame seed oil is a wonderful tool for a lot of things. I, I add a little bit to water, a cap full and a quart of water. Normally, I would like to just mix stuff in. Mm hmm. You spray it on the roses, for example. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, most bugs won't hate it. They won't eat, the, they won't touch the roses, but it also covers uh, the rose, uh, fights diseases. See, this is an oil. Mm -hmm. You know what horticultural oil is? Yeah, so that's kind of replacing. Well, it's the same thing, except it's got that nice smell to it for us, but for most bugs, they leave them on for caterpillars. Mm -hmm. and so I, this is one of the tools. It's very, very simple. Also for ant, great for ant control. Could you also use this like for like aphids, like let's say you get an aphid Exa infestation? Exactly right. So what you do is you, with that, you don't use a straight, one of the things you want to add to it is another thing I bought. Let me see if I can pull it out here real fast. Soap. Mm -hmm. So I use it, natural soap. This is Dr. Bronner's soap. Been around a long, long time. This is peppermint. Mm -hmm. So peppermint is a nice smell too. So the soap alone, you can add a little bit to water and spray your plants or roses, spray it for ants, white flies, but add the two together. So you have a, a gallon of water, right? So you take a little dash of this, a little dash of the soap, fill it up with water, and spray. Mm -hmm. The trick is to learn how strong. You know, if you add too much, you're going to burn things. You're going to kill yeah. things, right? You know what I mean? Like, this is great for white flies. The soap is a wetting agent, but it's also, this is also an oil, too. It's an essential oil, but made from, from plants. Peppermint. Peppermint, right. Yeah. This happens to be a peppermint. Let me see what else I brought. This one here, for example, is chili oil. Mm -hmm. So, the thing about this one is that it's not hot. The more hotter, the better. <laughs> okay. You see, in terms of you know bugs, because mm -hmm. this chili oil is even hotter. It's got pepper, pepper in it, uh, not pepper, pepper in it, yeah. peppers, right? So you spray down, you know, you use a little bit in a gallon of water, a little dash of soap, on any from white flies. You spray around the outside for for ants. Uh, it works on all on all insects on all the insects because it even repels. I spray it on my vegetable garden. I add it to water and spray without the soap because, mm -hmm. you know, I go pick the vegetables, you know, on soap. But this is great. You can eat it and then the, the rabbits go, uh-oh. Let me show you something else. You know about garlic, right? Yes. This is garlic oil. Oh, okay. Again, it's another oil. See, these are oils. 
oils are great to use. Mm -hmm. like, like, for example, I use uh, canola oil. Yeah. So I take canola oil and add it to, the, to the, either the sesame or I add it to two together. And I'll use that. And I'll take a cup of that and a gallon of water. I can spray it on the roses, underneath the leaves, kills the white flies. I can do it around the trails where the ants are at. The ants won't, 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 won't cover it. Well, it kills them because you spray it when it, it, the oil coats them and suffocates them. But because of the, of the oil, it sticks around longer. The ants, when they come back, they go, phew, I'm not going to cross that. I'm not going to go back there. Now, are, with these oils, when is the best time to spray? Would you say in the morning? Well, the, the trick there is to uh, remember, if, if the days are going to be like over 100 degrees, <laughs> any oil, you're going to be frying your plants, right? Yeah. Or even just water spraying in that type of temperature. But so ideally, the best time is really to go out in the evening or it's late in the middle of the night. That's why I got the name Invisible Garden. I would go out 2 or 3 a.m. at night. Oh, okay. And do my stuff. That's when all the bugs are doing their things, you see. Mm -hmm. But uh, early in the morning is good. But as long as you know the days and night, like here along the coast, no problem. But in the valley where you have 100 degrees, you spray in the morning, you still have the oil on the leaves. They'll fry right up. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's another trick. These are, these are um, oils. This one is cinnamon oil. Mm. You know what cinnamon yes. oil is, right? Oh, yeah. One drop of cinnamon oil in a gallon of water will kill white flies, you know, repel, and also kill almost any insect. So if you spray it on ants, it kills the ants, cucarachas. <laughs> they white flies, all kinds of creatures. And it's just one drop. Uh, when, I was young, when I was young, I put a, a whole bottle in a gallon, and it's like... Right? Yeah, but you <laughs> Very intense. Knock, knocked yourself out. <laughs> right, knock, and this one here is called Irons TKO. You can open mm. this and smell. This is citrus. This is very nice, clean, doesn't have petroleum distillates because, you know, chemicals. You don't want yeah. any chemicals. And wow, that's a, isn't okay. that nice? Nice yes. and clean. But this is do the same thing. This is actually a cleaner. So it's a natural cleaner. You clean, you know, grease and different things. I use it around the house because we have kitty cats and sometimes you can't breathe because of the hair. Yeah. But uh, a little bit, a capful and a gallon of water. What I do is I like to add these two together, mm -hmm. right? So then it has the, the citrus and the canola together, and you only need a little bit of this. And, for, you know, everybody has the white fly problems, right? This stuff here will, will get rid of the white flies because it leaves the coating on it, on it leaves the oils on there. Mm -hmm. See, in the Wi-Fi cup, for starters, they get stuck on there, right? Yeah. Kills them. Let me give you something else. Let's see. This is, you can buy this in most stores. And this one you'll probably, let me see if I can do it for you, right? Okay. See if you can smell it. Oh. Yeah. Guess what it is? It smells what? like Hawaii. Right, it's vanilla hazelnut. Oh, how wonderful. So that's, just, that's an essential oil that's been put in their cans, just like this. It's been put under pressure so you can do it, right? And, in, in, and you can use this on, on spiders. Mm -hmm. you can, if you have the ants in the house, you don't know what to do. So all of bit. these are good. All of these are good. We're just out of time. Again, it's so with quickly, it. so I know. quickly. I know. For more information about the Invisible Gardener, check the website at invisiblegardener.com. You're watching Impact. Invisible Gardener, he comes to you. Questions on your garden, he will answer true. Control your pest compost properly to heal your soil and make you laugh too. So don't panic. No chemicals to make the earth sick. I don't panic. Oh, it's organic. The way that nature intended 
kids. It follows you on your chicks, white flags and sleaze. Help to diagnose the strong the roses or trees. Setting up an alternative winter the disease. That's the whole planet. It will please, so don't panic. It's organic. No chemicals to make the earth sick. Intended it. So, for advice to help your plants, why not give them this way a chance? You mainly control all pesky events, even teach you how to dance with them. So, don't panic. It's organic. A couple more radishes over here. I love radishes. Oh, these are beets. Excuse me. Beets. And some beets right in between the plants. A couple of beets there. Oh, I, beets and strawberries, no good. So then we'll put a couple of beets in here. A couple of beets over here. A couple in there. Move this right along. A couple of beets over here. We'll make this whole beet heaven. And that nice beat, 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 beat. There you go, beat. Where's my beat label? There it is. Uh, put it right there. Beat. Beat. Okay, I'm gonna plant some carrots right in here. Just have a little, little roll of carrots right in here. Another little roll right here. Another little roll right there. Take carrots. These are these carrot seeds are real tiny. See, real tiny, tiny carrot seeds. Okay. See, real tiny carrot seeds. Okay. So we're gonna take them and just sprinkle them right into this little bed right here. Carrots don't transplant too well, so you gotta stick them in right where they go. So this is gonna be a little carrot section. And you go back. Like a little hair, like you know, like a your scalp, and then you just pat them in. And there, this is your carrots. See, carrots, carrot. Okay, and then we're gonna plant some onions. I got enough room over there for onions. So the quality on this one particular segment of the video was not exactly the same as the quality as when I uh, uh, taped it. So I'm not. Uh, I'm, so there's there's obviously something going on there. I'll fit, I'll work on that next time. Sorry. This water, it's a good food. All my good organic sprays that I make, might as well take advantage of it and, and give it to the plants. They'll love it. So I'm going to go ahead and hook up my little device and we'll get going. The bottom gardener, he comes to you. Questions on your garden, he will answer true. Control your piss compost properly too. Heal your soil and make you laugh too. So don't panic. Oh, it's organic. No chemicals. 
Okay, so that wasn't exactly a good a good uh, move from, from one segment to another. I'll work on it, okay? Hear your soil and make your life too. So don't panic. Just before we work on it. As you can see, nothing here. Clean, ordinary soil. You can see what we've done. Turn the soil over, added compost. Variety of good stuff. We got some more things to add to it, but basically, just some weeding, cleaning up, and getting some rows together. And as you can see, I cleaned it up a little bit. I got another section that still got a weed right over there. See, that has to be taken out. Basically, I just cut it up. Clay soil, so it has to be amended. Here are some things we're going to add to it. This is a. These are compost. This one over here is compost. See, this is compost is going to get, and these are two different types of amendments. It's going to get to fluff it up the soil. This is basically a acid amendment. It's a kind of azalea mix, and this is another type of of amendment. Now, normally you don't have to buy these things. I happen to have them. A few of them already here. You can see the bags over here of, of these couple of different things. There's my little, my own rock dust, which I use as my own blender rock dust. And as you can see over here, another bag or two. Here's the rock dust, so you would add to it. Uh, I'm going to add to it. It's my own blender rock dust. But you can get your own rock dust from lots of different places. See, rock, my blend, my rock dust, you can look and see, it's a blend. All kinds of bacteria in there, endodactylobacteria. I add things to the rock dust. Compost, you can go to up to the farm and get some nice clean compost. You want to add it to it, make sure they have no sewer sludge to it. So I'm going to take these three things and slowly start blending it. I only have enough maybe to do like one bed. So I'm going to go ahead and add it to the one bed, turn it over, and I'll show it to you again. I don't panic. Oh, it's organic. Oh. Okay, so I added rock dust. Basically, I sprinkled. Okay, so another rough, what do they call it, transition. I got to get these transitions together. A little layer of rock dust. See? Along each of the, onto each of the beds. See, little layer of rock dust. Went on every row so far. Not all of them. I might have the garden halfway done. Okay, so those are the right there. Compost. We should add as much compost as you can get your hands on. This is just a start. As you can see, just a little bit of compost is what I have, and I'm going to add some more really covered the whole beds, but what we do is you're going to start a little bit at a time, you work with what you got, and then as you go you add more and more and work on it. So I'll just show you the very beginning stages of it, and then we're going to add more. So as I said, one of the things we're going to add to it to try to fluff up the soil, 
good organic potting soil will work. As soon as I get some, I'm going to add it to it. But I happen to have this with me. Coconut fiber. It's called coconut core fiber. This will make quite a bit. It's, I'm going to have to add water to it, and then we'll blend it in with the soil. So there's two ways to apply this. One is you let it sit in water to take the pieces of it and you cut it up and you put it in the water, see, and then let the water soak it up. Of course, if you're in areas rising like me, you can't really wait too much. So I sprinkle it a little bit in the top. You see, then I water it down and I'm going to go back and turn it in once it soaks the water. I wouldn't recommend that because it's very dusty, so wear a mask. A bit left in the bucket with water in it. I sprinkle the layer on top, which I'm then going to blend in with whether I get potting soil or other topsoil. So I can use it to fluff up the clay soil, see? So there's a layer. That was just another amazing transition. Tomato. Another tomato plant right in there somewhere. Another tomato plant right over there. White flies and fleas help to diagnose what's wrong with roses or trees. Let nothing alter in the winter the disease. That's the whole planet. This is a very quiet transition. Basically says. All vegetables are grown 100% organically without any chemical fertilizers or pesticides. And the background has got all the different, it has the vegetable gardens I was just working on the previous shows. Again, I can see that the quality is not quite as good because either that or my vision is uh, uh, you know, tricking me. But I'll work on that. That means anything that, any of the new stuff that we're doing should have a better quality. This just means these are much older than I care to think about. <laughs> okay, so I added rock dust. Basically, I sprinkled a little layer of rock dust, you see, along each of the, onto each of the beds. See? Little layer of rock dust went on every row so far, not all of them. I'm gonna have the garden halfway done. Okay, so those are the right there. Compost. You should add as much compost as you can get your little hands on. This is just a start. You can see. Just a little bit of compost is what I have, and I'm gonna add some more. 
really covered the whole beds. But what we do is you're going to start a little bit at a time. You work with what you got. And then as you go, you add more and more and work on it. So I'll just show you the very beginning stages of it. And then we're going to add more. So as I said, one of the things we're going to add to it to try to fluff up the soil, good organic potting soil will work. As soon as I get some, I'm going to add it to it. But I happen to have this with me. Coconut fiber. It's called coconut core fiber. This will make quite a bit. It's, I'm going to have to add water to it and then we'll blend it in with the soil. So there's two ways to apply this. One is you let it sit in water. You take the pieces of it and you cut it up and you put it in the water. See, and then let the water soak it up. Of course, if you're in areas rising like me, you can't really wait too much. So I sprinkle it a little bit in the top. You see, then I water it down and I'm going to go back and turn it in once it soaks the water. But I wouldn't recommend that because it's very dusty, so wear a mask. A bit left in the bucket with water in it. I sprinkle the layer on top, which I'm then going to blend in with whether I get potting soil or other top soil. So I can use it to fluff up the clay soil, see, so there's a layer of it. I think I'm having deja vu. I think I did this one already. Somehow I must have just done two of them. I think. Tomato? Maybe I was taking, maybe I've been Another working tomato so plant much. right in there somewhere. Another tomato plant right over there. rock dust during the winter time good time to apply rock dust you live in southern california no snow good time to apply rock dust so we're using one of my favorite type of rock dust is called azomite this is a pelletized one it's called granular and then i also have uh, it's quite a mixture you'll see it in here so this is a mixture of a different types of rock dust because the ideal scenario is you want to be using different sources of minerals. So in this in this particular mineral batch that I have right here, there's probably about five or six different types of rock dust. It's got gypsum in it, uh, it's got soft rock phosphate in it, it has the, this particular type of acetamide in it, it has a couple other different types of rock dust in it. Uh, gypsum, if I mentioned that in it. So they're all pelletized, which is a lot easier to apply. And that's what we're going to be putting down today. So now if I could just find Jeff, where he's at. Together. 
I kind of figured it'd be obvious, you know, because you basically you blend it all together. <laughs> and you give everybody a little bit. And it's the same thing with the rock dust. Right here I have five different types of rock dust. This actually around the world it could be hundreds because they're from certain places, you know. There's, there's this stuff that's from Colorado, you see. And there's this stuff from, let's see, where is this stuff? Ozarks, okay. And this stuff over here is from um, Minnesota. <laughs> and so, and this stuff right over here is from Southern California. And this stuff over here is a blend of different things from around the world. So I like to guess, the point is, these things are rich in different minerals and deficient in other minerals. And so when you blend together, you get a nice blend of, of minerals. Because that's why you do the rock dust. So I'm going to go and cover some of these different ones that we have here for you and tell you a little bit about them, okay? So we'll look at that one first over there, Jim. Today we're at the <laughs> farm again, and I'm going to continue my talks about rock dust. You know, in the... Uh, all the things that are going on in the news now, you've heard about the, it's called the Ambrosia beetle. It's a beetle that's attacking, killing trees left and right. Over 250 species it attacks. And then you know about the citrus, canker disease, and all these different things are going on. And they all say incurable. But here's the cure. Here's the answer. Because if you avoid the problem in the first place, you're not going to get it. So that's why I talk a lot about rock dust. Because all these plants are having a trace mineral deficiency. That's what rock dust is all about. But rock dust by itself ain't going to do you nothing when I get the rock dust and the bacteria together. So that's why I also talk about compost. But today we're going to talk about rock dust. And I've got five different types of rock dust. And another batch is a mixture of rock dust. Because, you know, rock dust comes from the different places that they're mined. We have some that comes from Colorado, uh, the Ozark Mountains, Minnesota. This comes from Southern California. I have personally ordered rock dust from Africa just to see what it's like. Okay, right. So today we're talking about rock dust. And, you know, I talk a lot about rock dust all the time because it's minerals. Trace minerals is all about. This is a natural way. Actually, it's not natural. It's, it's, it, actually, excuse me, it is natural. It's not organic. When I talk about when I do things natural and organic, rock dust are rocks. <laughs> they're, not, they're not organic. They're natural. Is there an eagle coming after me? It's good enough for now. Casey's just listening. This is just showing the different types of rock dust in their separate containers. Oh, <laughs> nice to stick your finger in there, and they're good for. No, this is called azomite. Comes from Colorado. It's a very well-known source of rock dust. You can see this particular one is pelletized. They also sell in a really fine version. I like to pelletize because it's really easy to use and it does break down fast, but the find does become available very fast. This is rich in a variety of trace minerals from calcium, iron, magnesium, and it's a, it's a very nice, uh, even blend. It's not very rich in one thing or, or another, but it has all, almost all the exotics. Okay, so that's just called azomite, pelletized, really nice. You can see all the different types of rock dust in here. That, I mean, it's the same rock dust, but different types of uh, material that they use in there. See, very nice, okay? So this stuff here is called calphosphorus, phos. It's called calphos, because it's calcium and phosphorus. The main thing that, that it has is 20% phosphate for your phosphorus. And you see it comes in a pelletized form as well as in a little ready, already ground up fine form. Very, very important. This is more important than almost any of the other minerals. So that's why I get it this way. And yes, it's a, it's a naturally occurring mineral. 
Okay, next. Another one. Totally different looking. Comes from the mountains of Osark Mountains. Really rich in all the iron and calcium. It's, it's uh, well, it's 1% calcium. It has 9% magnesium. That's what I like about it. This is like a really natural source of magnesium. Okay? There it is, very dusty. <coughs> okay? <coughs>